Welcome to Podcast 1999, Podcast Spelled Space 1999. I'm the companion, and here is your actual host. I'm your actual host. Mm, I, I went, see, I thought you were going to be a companion. I was going to get to be like an evil computer. No, you have to have the same voice as me. Oh, okay. Yeah. What would be my booming computer voice? Booming computer voice. Let us do the entire podcast in voices such as these. Insert that cylinder into my hole <laughs> now. Yes, uh, I, we didn't actually say names though. I'm, I'm, I'm Matt. You're not. I'm Mark. Mm. I'm companion. That was too close to a Chevy Chase intro, wasn't it? <laughs> was I don't know. I don't pay attention to Chevy Chase. Oh, and the, I think his weekend update. I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. Was his... Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I have I haven't seen a whole lot of full set SNL to be honest. Do you know why you haven't seen full episodes of the 70s SNL? Is it because the by the time that was easily accessible, I was completely burnt out on the show entirely? Just because eighty percent of those episodes suck. Well, I mean, eighty percent <laughs> of all the other episodes suck. So, it's, it's the, so uh, if I, I mean, really, I mean, like each episode though, there's like twenty percent oh. good, and and that's the one that everyone remembers, and then the rest of it's pretty like. Mm. So I um, mean, it, everybody's got their era, right? Like I grew up during the uh, '90s ones, and then when that era was over, I lost interest. And every time I've tried to watch it since then, it does not interest me, and seems pretty bad. I think they did it right in the '90s, or they'd have VHS, and it's just like. Here's a bunch of Eddie Murphy sketches. You like Eddie Murphy, watch these. Or another tape is like, here's a bunch of Belushi sketches. You like Belushi, watch these, you know? I think when, that's when did that happen? In the 90s. You'd, you'd get rent that happened in the 90s? That were specifically based on... Oh, you actors. mean like if you bought them? No, uh, you could, I'm about like just... you'd rent them. You'd rent them at the... Okay, whatever. I, just, uh, I thought you were talking about the show itself. And I was like, I don't remember that happening. I mean, the, the show as it aired. No, because SNL, they put out a box of the first season, like in 2005 or something on DVD, and everyone realized, yeah. wow, these aren't actually that fun to watch straight through. By 2005, I was completely checked out. I was, I don't think that I've even, I don't think I've even watched an entire episode since before that. Yeah, sure. Well, I certainly have, but I live in the wrong country, but anyway, that's the wrong show. <laughs> you can it's watch anything you want. Whatever. Space 1999 is fun. It's the Infernal Machine. Much better than your standard 70s SNL episode. I will, I will, I'll, that's my review for the Infernal Machine. I mean, the effects are way better than SNL. Oh, the effects are better too. Yeah. And, uh, and the screaming is definitely better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Top notch screaming here. This is, yeah, screaming Koenig is back and he's here to scream. <laughs> uh, he's here to scream bloody machine murder let's get trivial <clears throat> i want to get trivial yeah let's do that uh speaking of saturday night live trivial okay trivia 21st in production order this has david tomlin back to direct having just completed work on barry linden he last saw his work on force of life and he'll be back for one more episode this season anthony turpeloff gets the main writing credit here this is his last on the show this season but he'll be back for one in season two 
Uh, Paul Morrow was originally heavily featured in the script, but Prentice Hancock ended up in the hospital having a lump on his throat removed. Don't worry, he's okay. Uh, so his lines were given to a new character, Winters, played by Gary Waldhorn. Uh, two Gwents and three laser-equipped tanks were built by Martin Bauer in 12 days for this episode. The larger Gwent was destroyed in a fit of rage by special effects director Nick Alder after the episode was completed because he'd had so many problems making the ship roll correctly. So it's like an office yeah. space moment. <laughs> Is it in... I mean, it's an infernal machine, right? Didn't yep. they keep saying it's not supposed to work? It defies physics. <laughs> so then sometimes physics defies you, I guess. Um, the budget for the season uh, was running thin at this point, so Lou Grade put up some of his own money to keep the show's quality up. There are a couple of other episodes coming up where that money will also be seen on screen. So our main guest star this week is The Wig. He will be back for one more episode in season one, worn by Joan Collins. I look forward to that. Uh, anyway, the aforementioned Winters is played by the aforementioned Gary Waldhorn. He was born to Austrian Jewish immigrants in 1943 in London and worked mostly as a character actor on stage and then screen. His credits run up until 2013, and you can see him in such works as Titmus Regained, Mrs. Capper's Birthday, and A Sharp Intake of Breath. He passed away in 2022, another death during the pandemic from undisclosed causes. You're probably are thinking that Winters will not be back in future Space 1999 episodes, and in that you would be correct. Guest starring as both. <laughs> Winters is done, even though he's clearly a senior officer or something. Uh, guest starring as both Delmer Poe. I already messed. I knew I was going to mess it up. Delmer Powers Plebis Gwent and companion is Leo McKern. Born in 1920 in Australia, an accident in 15 left him with one glass eye. It's the left one. He started studying engineering at a young age, which led him to service in the Australian Army in World War II. But after that, he began studying acting, which led to a long and prestigious career in both stage and screen. You can see him in three episodes of The Prisoner, a series which David Tomlin co-created and Matt and I co-podcasted about. Uh, he was also uh, he was specifically in my personal favorite episode once upon a time uh, there's also yet another omen connection as he played Carl Bugenhagen in uh, not only the first but the second omen movie as well you can of course also see him in the adventure of Sherlock Holmes smarter brother decline and fall dot 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 of a bird watcher and in the Beatles movie help along with space 1999 cast members Danny Merton he passed away in 2002 following a long illness. And the trivia just passed away following a long illness. Okay. I got a story, a story for you. Do it. As Paul convalesces from an injury, not not something on his neck in, in story, Koenig <laughs> puts some guy named Winters in charge of main mission. Just as he sits down, a bizarre spacecraft appears, demanding to land next to Alpha and then demands that Commander Koenig, Dr. Russell, and Dr. Bergman come to his ship. There, they meet the aged companion, who seems friendly enough, but is also senile, fearful, and soon dead. It turns out that this ship is really run by a supercomputer he built named Gwent. Gwent is mostly self-reliant, but requires supplies from the moon base, and Koenig and Russell to stay as his new companions, as he also needs social interaction. The Alphans try to thwart Gwent, 
especially once they realize that Gwent is effectively blind, save for a flashlight eye. Gwent figures out the duplicity, gets pissed off, and now demands that Bergman also stay on board. The trio on board talk Gwent into killing himself, but they do it a bit too effectively, and the ship also loses life support and the ability to open doors. They put just a bit of power back into Gwent's core and escape. Gwen then takes off and blows himself up real good. Okay. Bye-bye, Gwen. I, I do like that as soon as Winters sits down, it's like, hey, there's a ship. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't yeah. have to wait long for some action, you know? So I wanted this. Was this your first time watching this? Maybe. That's that's kind of how most of these are. It's like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where, what, what did you think Winters was going to, what do you think, what did you think his fate was going to be? Well, I was waiting for your trivia because obviously the guy that played Paul had an issue this week. That's that's all I was thinking. Like, oh, I was I was thinking that he was going to be Gwent's new companion and they would go off together. Oh, yeah, that would have made sense. Well, like you said, they wrote the script with Paul, so to me it was just like, oh, actor not available, plug in the different guy, you know. But yeah, yeah, if they had another well, rewrite, that might have made some sense. That would I mean, be, I guess uh, Corva might maneuver Star Trek ending where where <laughs> that one guy goes off to drink. Tranya with Clint Howard. Yeah, I mean, or is Wesley Crusher going off to be grimmed by a benevolent space thing? Wizard. Guy. Wizard. Space wizard. Did, I forget. Because he came back, right? Is that What was that guy's deal? Uh, did he I guess back? they ended up friends. Did oh, Wesley no. Crusher come back? Like, barely he shows up in the wedding in nemesis that might be deleted footage and then he shows up spoiler uh near i know the end of season two of picard but he's just kind of like it's I do stupid stuff. he doesn't really it's, it's so just like, bad he's just like it was nice of them to invite me f- for this and but they didn't for season three and then there's a new son so that was even bad for the bad season two that was a bad <laughs> that was particularly bad it's like hey i i heard that for some reason, you look exactly like somebody 3,000 years in the future, and there was a huge diversion in the plot just to give you something to do because they obviously gave you a contract for two seasons. Yeah, season three made up for it. <laughs> I, I mostly until the end when it turned into dumb. But that's, <laughs> that's just me. I don't speak for my opinions do not reflect the opinions of this podcast. I, I speak for the trees. It's the dumb Borg again. It's the Borg again. Duh. I a very unpopular opinion. I think that season one of Picard was actually the most interesting. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'll get back uh, to rewatching it. Executed, to executed it. poorly, but <laughs> at least they were trying something. Anyway, um, this is not a Picard podcast, and it never will be. Um, uh, did you uh, did you get Unicron vibes from Gwent? Because I definitely did. Well. Because we had watched The Prisoner, I had so much, you know, st- in my mind. <laughs> He's a number two. For, like, yeah, like a weird psychological game is what went in my head because I'd seen so much Prisoner. So uh, if I hadn't, maybe... <laughs> I'll say he's too small for Unicron. Unicron's a lot bigger than, than this. I mean, this is big. I mean, they're not going to build a freaking planet for this show. They, <laughs> they, they didn't they, even... Think about it. Last time we saw a whole planet, planet and one lady on it. I with the, the wing. brain okay yeah that did happen i made whole planets that that that's more of unicron if you if you if that if you had put leon mckern leo mckern's voice to that then i would get some strong unicron vibes 
Sure. But it's just like Unicron, he's just screaming out demands to people, and every time he throws a temper tantrum, he makes people scream and stuff. Like he <laughs> shoots a ray at them and makes them all sit, suffer, and he just wants all these demands. And he's really kind of lonely. And I don't know. That's, that's, it's, feels super Unicron to me. I'm sure that I could not find anything on the internet that said that Unicron was inspired by this. So, yeah, so probably that, not. I, yeah, I think that's kind of like it, it did not occur to me watching it. So, I mean, now you're saying it, I'm not like, where are you talking about? I get what you're saying, but no, it did not mm-hmm. occur to me if, if that's what your question is. So, would you rather get shot by the green ray or the blue, uh, the red ray? Hmm. Let's see. The green ray seems to be a migraine ray. Yeah, the, the red one migraine. seemed more upsetting. <laughs> um, so you know, migraine sucks. I certainly don't want that. But so again, and also, this is one of my the things that really stuck out to me is like, do you feel like this show has just finally manifested what it always wanted to, where the ship is the star? Yeah. The ship is the star of the episode. So the guest, so <laughs> you know, we keep like salivating over these cool looking ships, and now we can just say like the ship is the guest star. Right now, we have to really focus on the ship and just you know give them a good voice, which which they yeah. Did. I mean, so. I don't think that there was a whole lot of um, meat to this. It was mostly just an argument. It it there it felt like there wasn't a whole lot of philosophical anything like well, computer philosophically want. convinced Gwent to shut himself off completely and too quickly. Yeah. So. I also I like that there was the uh, the after effect of oh crap we did too good a job we we're stuck in here with no oxygen. <laughs> well, that that was only after Koenig like sent the signal to attack, which resulted in just how much death and destruction. You know that was um, I <laughs> am I not supposed to feel like Koenig messed up a whole lot in this episode because it feels like he messed up a whole lot in this episode. Well, yeah, I mean, when someone demand keeps making demands from you, sometimes you get a little uh, erratic, I guess. Well, the demands were for uh, whatever supplies, and then Cody just smashed the supplies anyway. Like, yeah, what's did, it even matter? I did like that the uh, MVP of this episode was an inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> yeah, the carbon rod, and then <laughs> Cody just smashed it just to... um to be a jerk i guess yeah no, and to like, be clear i'm not sure that was a carbon rod or just you know happy yeah Simpsons, Simpsons reference. looked like it <laughs> it looked like it um i don't know if but, carbon but, breaks that easily maybe it does i, I yeah. just don't know like a pencil it was like a giant pencil lead right um yeah that? but it's like we didn't um if they do you i don't know do you think that koenig could have handled this better or do you think that he was actually doing his best hmm I think it was in a position where it's kind of hard to do your best because they have like a oh, yeah, communications. That's... They can't trust the communications since Gwen's like already basically taken hold of computer. Right. So it's like you can't really trust your telemetry that much. Yeah, maybe this there's something going on with the writing here where it just made me think that that Koenig didn't have a plan except for that he hates Gwent. Why would he have a plan? Gwent just shows up and instantly tells him to come over and then tells him they have well, to stay there. But I mean, isn't uh, isn't the captain or the commander always supposed to have some kind of plan for, for stuff you like don't this? Have a like plan for Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a moon base. 
They weren't expecting well, to this stuff. I mean, they yeah, they never you never expect anything in in, in any whatever <laughs> space fiction. I mean, but he's getting a lot of on the job training in this series. I just know? yeah, this just feels weirdly incompetent. Where, where most of these episodes, he's been weirdly competent. <laughs> I did write and, a note uh, that said that Gwent, the Gwent ship looks like a Tie Fighter made by an idiot, but. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I mean, I love no, Gwent. I, 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 I like it too. No, I like saying that just because it has that TIE fighter vibe, but then it makes yeah. no sense. So, which they, you know, say directly on screen, this ship makes zero sense, like in the show. Yeah. But that, that's one of the most interesting things in the show, <laughs> in this episode, unfortunately, that a lot of the episode is just people yelling at each other and. Uh, ship want stuff me want stuff not yelling they spend a lot of time being quiet too they play the quiet game a lot yeah and he's mad he's he does didn't denial about everything going on with companion and then he goes companion (laughs) which made me laugh like hysterically oh i did like the funeral where gwen's like come on give him some more that's not enough do more (laughs) and then they shoot him out in a chiclet Yeah, and then everybody in Alpha is like, did they just send a corpse out? Like, what's going on? Again, like, bad telemetry in this episode. Bad yeah. comms. So. Koenig, well, Koenig waits a while before contacting them. Really, he to... waits till the corpse is out. But... Very touching, evil, computer-led funeral. That's what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some... it's like, this is so fun, but it is... Uh, I'd hate to beat the dead horse by calling it fun but stupid, because I've called like... <laughs> 15 episodes that but uh, Um, it's kind of stupid we talked about we talked about 2001 recently and how like Hal's voice that Douglas Rain voice was perfect and you couldn't change it (laughs) what if Gwen had like kind of a Douglas Rain Hal sort of voice do you think that would be more effective less effective just different yeah it would be you know the question at the end of this episode of this podcast would be my answer would be different hmm yeah, because I mean, it would I be lo- different. Yeah, because I, I love hearing a uh, you know Leo McKern ominously bellow at people. That's great. So I I wouldn't yes. want to trade that. But I was like, oh, if it was like the the cold yet almost you know the uncanny valley version of comforting version you get from Douglas Rain. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing nothing creeped me out about Gwent, even when he cut the oxygen off and was I guess still alive. <laughs> he just he was just silly to me but but beautiful and and you know he had such a lovely voice what can i say i mean it's the <laughs> same guy the, that the same guy that threatened you by getting on a seesaw with you in the prisoner right so <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you think this episode would have been better if it was like the the leo mckern acting like doing doing acting opposite everyone and maybe the the ship wasn't it, uh, less of it was the ship yelling at people we got a I mean, little <laughs> bit of that as the companion but i mean obviously yeah but um, he was way toned down as that and um uh, i assume there's some age make well there is age makeup on him but at the same time i'm like i don't know if he aged so well since the prisoner <laughs> well I mean, he had a heart attack for that episode that's my favorite episode so yeah, yeah but um that'll that'll take some out of you i mean yeah, you could yeah. see it take something out of him that next episodes that they put out after that but um well yeah it's it's just that you know his human form was sort of this it was like a good cop bad cop thing i guess or 
I don't know what was going on with them. I guess he was just well, he was completely. He had been the. I mean, he was yeah. like ten years past his expiration date. You know. So yeah, the the ship version of wherever Gwent was more like probably what he was like when he was thirty or something. Yeah, I should make you say his complete name every time. Gwent. Wow, that was worse than when you did in the trivia. <laughs> Delmer Powers, please, Miss Gwent. I have to look at it because <laughs> in my notes, I just started typing random letters. Because I was just like, blah, 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 blah. I, I couldn't even really tell what he was saying, really. Because they're just a bunch Quint. of. Although every time Koenig said it, I thought it was, I was like, oh, is it Quint? Because Koenig <laughs> would just say it weird every time. And then I check it, but I was like, no, everyone else is saying Gwent. So finally I looked at Wiki and it turned out I was just, I was spelling it G-W-I-N-T and apparently you should use an E, not an I. But I don't I, feel bad for not knowing that. I, um, because of The Witcher, I assumed it was spelled Gwent and I was correct. But that is like, a, I think most or all of that name has roots in Welsh. Like Gwent is Welsh for place. So okay. this place. Well, it's um, a, it's the trivia that I didn't put in until now. Right, three three cheers to Lou Gray kicking in some of his own money. That the inner yeah. the set was just like bonkers in this episode. I love yeah that this set. Oh man, this is yeah this is um not that I've not that I've really gone into any of these episodes feeling like oh this cheap show. But this was like another level, basically. Well, I, I wrote a note here. I hope that someone shot a porn orgy on the set before they struck it. I mean, I didn't find that in the trivia anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that doesn't make it in. Maybe I should check the adult film database Some trivia. Some 70s softcore, you know? <laughs> yeah, space. Except for that. Yeah, space 1999 themed porn. It's just... <laughs> We can't we can't make love on Alpha, but we can make love inside Gwent. Yes, make love inside me. <laughs> well, I was just thinking of it as a set. We don't have to. <laughs> no, Gwent, Gwent is there. Okay, he is the is character. That? He is the ship. He's, he's the like, ship. He's like the MC. There's like <laughs> disco playing, you know, sexy disco and <laughs> just <to> ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, I wish I had a voice like he does. No, uh, another anyway. thing I wrote down is I was like, oh, Gwent, Gwent and um, the Companion, that's what Rick and Morty turn into after like a thousand years. Hmm. Yeah, Rick, makes Rick sense. Rick has given up his form. He's now just a screaming, drunken computer, and uh, Morty's just, yeah, man. He's, he's the companion by that point. He's burned I out. hate to say it, but man, Rick and Morty is like 1000 times better of a sci-fi show than space 1999 <laughs> like like if this was a rick and morty episode then everything that we've gotten in this episode would take up about 10 seconds <laughs> yeah but sometimes you want slow and boring especially when you're in the 70s well, yeah it's a different time it's a diff they're doing a different another thing time, Is there... another place another time another place <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh yeah, Winters did did Winters do it for you? No. He yeah, me neither. Like, it felt like Pucci or something. Every time that there's a guest anyone in this series, they're like, Winters, no! Winters! <laughs> Everybody has to keep talking about them. 
Yeah, I, I and I mean they weren't like no winters in this one or, or anything, but I do like it when they the last episode with Kelly and everyone's like not Kelly, you know, mm. that, that not Kelly. Funny. He's my favorite. He's the best. Yeah, I'd rather die. I'd rather all of us die than Kelly die. Yeah, yeah. So, so I do like I do like random Alfin that becomes like super prominent only for one episode. Actually, you know what that means? I do yeah. like winters. I think that's fun. <laughs> Kelly, now we got winters. Uh, we we got those serial killer guys. You know. I mean, they end at the end of the episodes, but it is the I guess Lou Grade has some maybe not Lou Grade, but it's just you know the guest star formula. Formula here is the guest. I mean, the prisoner did a little of this, right? When what was it number twenty six? Who was the the lady who was doing the flashcards? Oh yeah, yeah, it was a, a huge part of number six's life, and then she's just never, <laughs> all of a sudden, never in the show again, and that just kind of repeats itself a few times. I mean, it's not the star of seventies guest spots. That that would be the love boat, of course. But well, it's like they're it's always seemingly at odds with uh, you know this and the prisoner are both the product of people trying to do very um, serious, heavy sci-fi for the for the era, and right. uh, you're trying to weave like a deep tapestry of of all these rich characters and you get the rich character for one episode and one episode only yes playing that where they had the kind of uh robot girl for a season and a half of star trek discovery and never did anything with her and then for one episode it's like Mm. here's her episode and now she's dead (laughs) i have not watched that one yet okay it was a good episode it's just like they didn't really earn it because you've just been standing in the background of 20 episodes by that point so you, you recognize her, you know, she's there, but you're just like, well, we haven't, she hasn't actually become a character. Now we're supposed to care about her, you know? Is it like if they had flubbed the seven of nine thing? Is that sort uh, of what it's like? Well, they didn't flub that at all. So No, they didn't. I'm saying, but if they had. Like because they had Jerry Ryan looking around, like looking, looking pretty for two seasons and then tried to have a seven of nine episode. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't, well, I don't have a reference because I haven't watched Discovery, yeah. but you can you can watch Voyager and say to yourself, "Man, if she hadn't been so ridiculously talented, and they didn't know what to do with her, both of those they didn't have both of those things, then this would look terrible, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> they made her main character as hell immediately, and I know it pissed off everybody else on the show, <laughs> except I guess the producer who was dating her. But um, <laughs> I, I think that actually does make." her scenes with mall group better though when because mall group actually is mm-hmm. annoyed with her so i think it actually worked out for the show yeah but it probably wasn't a fun working environment yeah sometimes well sometimes that's what's well, like look at the prisoner episode we referenced yeah, which is basically the the two actors torturing each other you know because sometimes that makes better uh media i don't um i don't know they they when they tortured the director with a bubble machine last episode mm-hmm <laughs> I mean, think about that. Think about Space Brain. If the bubble machine hadn't have been such a disaster for them, would that have been as good an episode? Not really. No, it's like they got they got like wildly out of control. Where you're like kind of worried about the production of the show watching it. Yeah, it went just. It was just out of control. It felt out of control. <laughs> um, I, I guess the one thing with the series in general is it is trying to do hard sci-fi, but no one has really done hard sci-fi on television. I mean, you could argue a few Twilight mm-hmm. Zones, but it, but the spacier Twilight Zones tend to get a little goofier too, right? So, you know, it's yeah. just like 
like now we're spoiled now we have like lots of thoughtful sci-fis with you know like scripts that go through writers rooms and here it was just kind of like we're trying to be smart but there's just no you know structure there's no protocol to do it with well at the but at the same time the series that are on now sometimes have just the most dumb glaring errors because i don't think as much attention there's just a different type of problem sometimes they're at, like they're, now they're better at passing off like oh it's smart and then when you think about mm -hmm. it it's definitely not well, smart I mean, Picard like... had um had grammatical errors in it. There was there was, and I put, made a Facebook post about this, and people kind of came out to defend it because I think people don't like people prefer hand waving to like actual accuracy. But uh, one of the characters in Picard said, "You guys, former ex Borg," and I was like, "That doesn't make sense. Former mm -hmm. ex Borg, so they were ex Borg, and now they're not. It's just um, uh, it was just straight up a mistake." I don't know if it's a mistake in the, the the reading of the line or the script itself, but probably the script and the guy didn't know what he was talking about. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, there were a few. There have been a few instances like that, and you know, sometimes just some weird, just continuity errors. But um, and here, I, know, I mean, also we've talked about before, just ping ponging the scripts to New York and back with notes each way. Just mm -hmm. it's not really a good way to massage a script into coherence you know <laughs> yeah and, and and almost anytime we find out that something was changed I, I don't know how you feel about those things but i usually feel like that it would have been better before they changed it yes maybe every once no? in a while the executive decision makes sense uh, but yeah a lot of times it, it doesn't like killing the space brain or blowing up the uh Beethans. I mean, you you could argue cool things blew up and died, but yeah. Oh, speaking of here, we got the the laser moon tanks which shoot lasers and and then get blown up and die. And apparently, we're <laughs> yeah. never going to see those again. This is like the only time you really see the laser moon tanks. I did not see any data on that, but you know these ones got blown up. I mean, how many? I didn't even. I lost count of how many things got blown up. Like, at least three or four eagles, right? I mean. Yeah, I yeah. I I was sitting there like at first before Gwent just straight up blows himself up and he's but he's dead. I'm like, well, I guess they could use this as scrap metal to make new eagles. But then he turns himself into cinders, which I don't <laughs> know if you can sell. Did they get their supplies back? I guess not. Well, the, the Koenig smashed at least one well, of them. But... Yeah, but there were like five other containers that were not smashed. Well, um. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think they did because the crew came to get them, so they probably could have grabbed the supplies. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I was sort of, I was just making a little detour to the uh, Space 1999 Death Count website to see if there were any confirmed casualties in this episode. And oh, I've, I've there are not. Were, I, I, okay, because I was no. writing. Well, no, I wrote several times. When the eagle blows up, you assume there's two people on the eagle. Yeah, but I mean, remember last episode they loaded an eagle with nukes and didn't have anybody in it, so they can mm. clearly operate those unmanned. But this uh, is a tactical situation, so I don't know. <laughs> the tactical situation is they didn't want to pay extra actors to be seen in the vehicles. There goes <laughs> a few more basically. eagles. Two hundred ninety on moon base now? Question mark. Bad trip party and main mission. Two hundred eighty-eight? Yeah. Question mark. So that's I'm at two hundred eighty-eight, but that's kind of a spot guess. If, like if said, nobody died, yeah. 
I I mean, if nobody died, I think that that is only written like that to make Koenig look good, because Koenig was I I I pronounce him a bad commander in this episode. I think he commanded badly. And I disagree with your your list. People died. There was a body count in this episode. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think there should there. You're right. There should be. I think, so like I said, that's just that the he has this plot armor that prevents you from seeing any consequences of his actions. What was unless um, you. What what's the count on that website by the end of season one again? Oh, <laughs> you say like two ninety seven. They don't really have a number here. Oh, two seventy two. Oh, two seventy two. Actually, that sounds realistic. Uh, I, I could see forty people biting it in this season. Yeah. Um, minus says three died in space brain. Not uh, here, okay. Because I three die in the treble spirit. Yeah, no. I'd put down at least four in this episode. We know that three eagles blow up. Live six. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's no confirmed deaths. Winter sets Even... off the eagles, by the way. So it's technically his command decision. Oh, yeah, of that's course. Why, that's why it doesn't his show fault. up again. It's because it's his yep. fault that all of this because happened. he was court-martialed and executed again. <laughs> Gwent shows up as soon as he sits down. Coincidence? I think not. Maybe, maybe he is Gwent. Yeah, he's Gwent too. (laughs) Well, I thought. I thought. Think about. Don't you kind of agree that this would be more satisfying if they sent him off with Gwent, even though that would be really predictable? But (laughs) be like, oh, you've given me a friend. And no, then he like I, strokes no, no, the panel. No. I like that. I like that Gwen is a sad <laughs> robot that blows himself up. <laughs> Wait, the line is a lonely blind creature looking for its death. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just feels kind of pointless, but at the same time, he is a jerk, so kinda who cares? <laughs> I mean it but 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 that's the thing, it's not particularly interesting to have somebody show up and they're a jerk and then they die. That's just not. That's not. Um. That's the. That's the space nineteen ninety nine way again. Jarek and Baylor. Yeah. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. But but even you get a, a great Eagles character. Himself, act, you get a great British character actor to show up, be a complete prick to everyone, and then die. <laughs> and also, obviously, there's this whole thing where Conan goes through a whole bunch of bluffing. He's like, "Well, destroy all of us. I bet you can't." And then he does suck all the oxygen out of the room, almost killing the three of them. So, so don't you kind of agree that that bluff at least was kind of stupid and reckless? Like maybe he should have tried a little bit to reason with him and, and away aside from like, go ahead and kill us, kill all of us. Well, Victor is trying to reason with them. He was much groovier, right? Yeah. As, as, well, yeah, as because at this point, and, it's 1999. And really, since he's not coming back for season two, I think that this would have been a great, uh, it would have been very good and touching and on point if he just took Bergman with him. Because yeah. he seemed to really be into Bergman because I guess he's like older British gentleman. No, he didn't like older Australian. He was going to, he was going to send him off for a time. He said he was an oldie. Well, I mean, yeah, they, they wouldn't have oldie. a whole lot of time. <laughs> well, let's lost an oldie. You know. But I mean, he wanted that oldie to stay alive, even though he didn't admit it because he's too proud and big and strong and massive and upset and petulant and ship like. So, <laughs> how, how do you think this guy would rate on the wall of uh, 
imprisoned super com- evil supercomputers. Is he on well, the wall? He might be there. I don't know. <laughs> this is the the thing. This, I guess I always say this is the thing before I talk about anything in this series because there's always like it's everything is written a little weird, a little wonky. It's like he's he's obviously so much more like bluster than he has actual power. He says towards the end when he's all weak and dying, he says he has the power to destroy the universe. Like what kind of what kind of crap is that? How how can he go around saying I can destroy the universe? Like nobody I, believes that, dude. I do like the second time he uses the green ray on them. They're like, oh, that that wasn't really that bad at that time. <laughs> but they're still screaming, and you can clearly see but snot coming sucks. out of Koenig's nose. Still suck. Eh, <laughs> yeah, suck as much. Okay. <laughs> but it's like de- <laughs> it just the there's Koenig's attempts at diplomacy. Sometimes Koenig just does not have any interest in diplomacy and it feels inappropriate he's a moon-based commander who's he gonna diplomize with (laughs) well not this guy (laughs) but uh it's the old trope of i don't like i'm in charge because i don't like bullies and this guy's a bully so i'm gonna not let him get his way but it's like the only thing he's really doing is just sending a bunch of ships to die and smashing his own carbon rod and Okay, which is but he tell but he writes the note that says attack exclamation point. Right. (laughs) And he seems so proud that he writes when he writes the exclamation points. He writes an exclamation point at the end of every sentence that he writes. It's like James Cameron's pitch meeting where he wrote alien (laughs) alien on the board and then apparently wrote the dollar sign at the end of it. (laughs) No, no, the way the what happens is he writes alien. And then just writes S, and then everybody's like, "Whoa!" And then he draws the line through the S, making a dollar sign. Everybody's like, "Whoa!" Sorry, I was being too corporate. I went straight to the anecdotal. That's <laughs> anecdotal. Who knows? Sure. Or, sorry, apocryphal. Apocryphal is the right word, not anecdotal. No, I like to think that I, it I, actually I, happened. Sorry, <laughs> it, I hope it did. <laughs> Should have, yeah, for sure. That is that's a better story than most of the alien movies. <laughs> um. Let's break this one down into sci-fi dread and sci-fi fun. Uh, I'm going 95% fun. I'm not. And the 5% is just because Gwen actually kills a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. McCurran is a evil computer voice. And uh, in that, in the insane ship is a lot of fun. I'm actually going a lot higher in the dread though, because maybe this is my dread that, oh, you get, forced into a situation you can't do much with that's that's the thing with Koenig I'm like he doesn't really have much to work with in this episode so uh, yeah it, it's it's reasonable that he might not be making the best decisions because he doesn't have many options so for me I, I mean, don't know that's dreadful uh existentially that's so I, I was I'm going to go 70 for it all right that it makes sense like an impossible situation and that to me that that's kind of stresses me out and dreads me out so yeah, I think that the situation was so it was it played out in such a ridiculous manner that I think um, I think just dealing with something that's a petulant child, even if it is killing people, it it made me not want to take it seriously. So he should have taken the uh, Kirk move in the motion picture where they decide to treat Beecher like a child. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, this would be a perfect opportunity to make the computer go insane by telling it by giving it a bunch of paradoxes. But obviously they were just not there. Instead of quietly walking away, as happens in the motion picture, Koenig 
screams and throw and smashes a carbon rod. So it's a very different <laughs> approach. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> if you like, just uh, no. But what? Why can't? Why can't matter touch itself? <laughs> or something. What? What did Kirk say to the to the computer to make it insane? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. That you mean the Landry computer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did he say you know it was a specific thing? I think Landry's a better name, but I think Gwent is mm-hmm. a is a more entertaining evil computer. Yeah, I mean, no, no, Gwent is fun. I had fun. That's like that's the thing is that my um my rating is partly so high on fun because I'm having fun watching this. <laughs> like it's it's not um it, and maybe the dread would be higher if I saw anyone die, any person. I did. <laughs> I saw people die, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you saw Winter's career die. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk about not running main mission, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the title game, though, they say other words in this episode that might have been like, I guess he's an infernal machine, but uh, they also throw out the words insufferable, dreadful, and intolerable. I vote for the intolerable machine. <laughs> okay, I found the Landry thing. Yeah. Um, they, uh, because it has destroyed the creativity of the people by disallowing their free will, it is evil and should self-destruct, freeing the people of Beta Three. Oh, okay, that's not that logical. Okay, that's, um, it's what does that remind me of? Script room. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of uh, the Howl explanation. Actually, <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> interesting. This came out. Uh, Howl. Oh, it came out. I think it came out before two thousand one. Maybe. Uh, maybe Kubrick stole from that. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I do think they're probably about the same time. If you were really, 2001 was like yeah. what, a two and a half I mean, year long production. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like Kubrick would not have been watching TV at all. No. Well, I'm just just a hunt. He much. did go. Apparently, he was one of those guys that would just go see every movie, like no matter what. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, you've heard like the guy a... talk before, right? Like in an interview. Not really. Sounds like a guy from the Bronx. It's not what you would expect from someone with that reputation. <laughs> hey, I just saw a movie. I mean, a lot of my friends who make movies are obsessed with seeing every movie that comes out, and I'm just like, I don't have money to go to the theater, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, the time. I don't <laughs> have. Like a side. Also, some people that's the only place they're happy, right? I mean, I like going to the theater. However, it's like I have to carefully select when i'm going to the theater because i don't have a lot of money and then you know if i can more cheaply watch every single thing that exists at my home then i probably will do that just to save money because yeah, you know are expensive in japan i thought about seeing something <laughs> yesterday again and I, I forgot what i thought about seeing but i didn't think that hard about seeing it and i didn't see it so i guess it works out yeah and i definitely don't buy i haven't purchased concessions at a movie theater in like eight years i'll buy pop sneak yeah. stuff in Oh, by the I'll sneak things in every single time. Every single time. Mm. That's right. Movie theaters come and get me. You can't do anything about it. Hard to sneak in popcorn. Like a, I don't sneak in popcorn. popcorn. Well, I can't even eat popcorn anymore. Oh, okay. Well, that works out then. Well, I've broken a lot of teeth on it, but also uh, diverticulitis. Popcorn's bad for it. So, ah. uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can eat like the, the puffs, like the right. pirate booty. I can eat that. I can eat some pirate booty. Yeah, eat that pirate booty. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm doing when I watch movies at home. Just eating that pirate booty. <laughs> um, 
Did you want to throw out any other? Did you want to throw out any other thoughts on this episode? Well, <laughs> Gwent is blind, right? Okay, kind of. <laughs> we didn't really talk about that. They got a little cheap with the flashlight. I guess he could see only what the flashlight saw, but then they were using a flashlight as their prop or their. It's like he can flashlight. scan you, but he can't see you, which is mm, maybe that wasn't. Uh, Maybe that wasn't that interesting of a plot point. Because yeah, also, it didn't really. Good. I mean, it, it meant that they could do like one attempt at taking him down. I thought that was going to be more of a thing, and it yeah, kind of gets dropped yeah. after the initial failure of their plan. Well, yeah, like, the whole thing oh, is that, like, oh, I, I see how they're going to do this. I'm like, oh, there's 20 minutes left of this episode. So I guess this isn't going to work out so well. Yeah, he's like, he's so excited about how blind he is, and he puts an exclamation point on it. Attack! He's blind. And what does that do get however many people that you think died killed? That's oh, what happened. I guess I'm going with six. 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 That gets six people killed. Yeah. Winters three... got six people killed because Koenig put a bunch of exclamation points on the note. Because three so eagles excited. straight up blew up, right? Three eagles straight up blew up. And I'm I just going to believe say they so. each had two people at least. I hate to say it, but I never keep count of how many things happen in this. When it I, is I started effects. keeping count because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> i mean the funniest thing was when eagle one got crushed into a ball because that was one that was the best one apparently yeah, yeah. well they, i still think they redesignate but yeah, it, it, it was yeah i'm sure they do it was turned into a ball <laughs> yeah it's like the like the you're then you're the next one to be president after the president gets assassinated six times Right. I mean, you're the next, yeah. next doesn't mean you're a crappier president. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> it means you're, you're a better means president. You're unlucky. What do they I mean, say you're... with Plato's? Like the person who rules shouldn't want to. Yeah. So six down the line, maybe. I don't know. Yep. Well, I mean, we haven't <laughs> we haven't had a whole lot of that in this country for uh, you know fifty years or so. But uh, maybe yeah. they, they could really throw the election. Kevin Spacey will come back to the states and run for president. That'll that'll be very confusing, and people will vote for him at this point. Of course, they'd vote for anybody. Yeah, anyone that's not the two people that they're supposed to vote for again. Anybody? <laughs> yeah, no, anybody. I mean, really, anybody can be president. Howard Dean can come back. He'd be president if he just becomes a Republican. And, you know, anybody. Um, you should run for president this year. Yeah, probably could. <laughs> I just need a bunch of money. I need like everybody write in million dollars. Name. Just write in Mark's name. Yeah, that's right. I promise nothing, and I'll deliver nothing. So you can take me at my word. If if all of our listeners write in your name, then they will have wasted their vote. Good. I promise <laughs> that you. That's my also part of my word is you will waste your vote if you. You will me. have wasted your vote when you vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore i kept all my promises and i'm just like uh gwent kept his kept his word even though that didn't really that was a lot of talking and didn't well, really factor in mind a lot though if if you're like <laughs> you know what i've decided to change my mind is that breaking your word or is that just a real change in mind like you did this so i get to change my mind I think this is just i've altered the deal pray i don't alter it further yeah <laughs> in so many words Right, right. Um I thought the supplies kind of looked like giant Chinese food boxes. So that was cool. Oh yeah, we've already noted that the containers on this show are just phenomenal because we saw those in the last yeah. set on the on their eagle, I think. Well, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season if it looks this good. 
Like it doesn't even matter what happens. I don't. <laughs> it's like you just get to see cool stuff and hear a, an awesome actor just yell things, and then see Koenig yell things back at him. When is the wig coming back? The what? The wig. When does the wig come? Oh, back? Oh, um, season or next season. Joan Collins is wearing it. I didn't take a note of which episode that is this season. Yes. Yeah, I know she's I the one wearing it, but I just didn't know which one she's in. I do not think that the wig comes back for season two. That's too bad. Someone probably they pro- probably got screwed up at that rap party with all the foam. <laughs> I bet they just were like, we, we don't have the budget for this wig anymore. <laughs> uh, that would be Mission of the Darians. Okay. She plays Hera or Kara, depending on how they say it. She plays wig. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of her in the episode, and she's wearing a lot of stuff over the wig. Oh, so the bad. wig is not going to be as prominent. So this is like the most prime uh, vision of the wig in this episode. I mean, yeah, we've we've gotten most of our wig time. Okay. But you know what? I'm looking at some screen caps from this episode. And it looks like it's going to be a banger. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to stop spoiling myself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it, the show always looks good, if nothing but, else. So. I mean, it always looks good, but then sometimes it looks really good. And this episode <laughs> is one of those. I almost yeah, feel like maybe we should have been rating the look, the the visuals of every episode maybe we can just do that in a recap maybe that's what we do for season two i don't know Mm. yeah Uh, because you said the question doesn't work anymore then i'm not sure if it works we'll find out but yeah (laughs) Mm. i think from from what i remember it gets a little more slam bang actiony which would not really make the dread question make as much sense yeah i I, victor's the one that thinks the most about the dread so if you don't have victor why are you thinking about dread you know (laughs) Well, yeah, no, it feels like if Victor's groovy, if he's not around to say how groovy everything is, then that's more dread, isn't it? Well, maybe I don't know. We'll find out. So, uh, listeners, well, uh, six months from now, you'll you'll know how that panned out. Yep. Or you can just already listen to it because this is the future. Yeah. What else can they hear in the future? In the future, you can go to podcast patreon.com slash podcast podcast is and give us money to future, pay future server bills. You can also listen to future episodes of Films and Filth, The Citizen Kane of Podcasts, Luke Loves Pokemon, Game Game Show, Hyrule Field Report, A Cold Disney, Time Enough Podcast, and this. Oh, oh this. Okay, you can say this. I was, I was Podcast. You sometimes you think for like 30 seconds about which one you're forgetting, but you've got them all. <laughs> Well, I was only saying telling people to listen to future episodes, but you can also listen to past episodes. <laughs> Actually, you can't listen to future episodes of them. <laughs> you can only listen well, if you're listening to unless you can. From our yeah, future. if you're listening to this in in fifty years from now or later, then you can listen to every the entire catalog of all of them. What you cannot do is listen to present episodes because we do this live. Unless I get a cyborg body. <laughs> <laughs> 